Hello everyone and welcome to Showhoppers. Today we are covering Mrs. Davis, Season 1, Episode 3 and Episode 4. We'll start with Episode 3, A Baby with Wings, A Sad Boy with Wings, and A Great Helmet. I am Mr. Sal, a high school science teacher, watching Mrs. Davis for the first time, of course, because it's brand new. And I am here with my co-host and former student, Kurt. Hello, Kurt. Hi, everyone. I'm here enjoying Mrs. Davis alongside Mr. Sal, my co-host. Oh, hey there, enigmatic fellow podcaster. How can you <laughs> conveniently <laughs> spoke up right now? <laughs> okay. Well, Kurt, I don't want to discuss anything until we guess how we felt about the, this first episode, episode three. Rating. Well, Kurt, I think this episode, and remember, we're going to do two episodes today, episode three and episode four. Starting just episode three now, we're saying nothing about your rating for episode four. I think you don't you, even know episode four. What's episode four? What was that one? All right. So I, I think you, I think you loved the beginning and end of this, uh, how they kind of came full circle on the, the bull riding. Uh, I don't. I don't think. Well, I, I take that back. I think you liked it a lot, but I really think you loved Excalibur. I don't. I don't know if this is your favorite episode so far, but it's contending with episode two. Uh, I say you gave this a nine out of ten. Okay. All right. I. I don't know if you liked Excalibur. I. Do they call that in the show Excalibur? Oh yeah, several times. <laughs> you're, oh no, you're right now. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I think I don't know how you felt about that. I think the length of it and the fact that you don't get to see the other side of the journey that Simone's going on is bothersome for you. I think you loved seeing, you know, seven years ago. I mean, the synopsis of the show says that they were in a relationship before, so you kind of already know it. But just seeing it and seeing the bull rider and seeing both their perspectives on how their relationship ended. I think you're really into that. But I don't think you're into the whole Excalibur battle thing. So I think you gave it 8 out of 10. Okay. Well, having heard all that, I, I think I was wrong about yours. <laughs> you were wrong. <laughs> uh, I did not like the Excalibur battle. I gave it an 8. <laughs> Oh man, that's so funny because I mean, and that's exactly where I was. I I was on an eight out of ten because I was like, my god, this Excalibur battle thing is so long and nothing's really happening. That's Which, how I, I saw. Kind of the point because that's the that's the way those contests are. They're very long and nothing happens. So um, so I guess that's kind of the point. But I did rewatch this and and I thought that Excalibur battle was longer longer than it actually was. Because when I rewatched this, it was like the first 20 minutes, 20, I think it was 22 minutes, was all before they got to Excalibur. Mm -hmm. And then the, the last 10 minutes, it was still, they were still there, but Simone was back and confronting him about his wings for like the last 10 minutes. There was that and then that the good. ambulance and stuff like that. So I, I think that really it was only those middle yeah, maybe it was 15 minutes where like it was fine for a while but it was like oh my god how many how much can we really see of this you know just a bunch of guys with their hands on a sword like i really it's not that big a deal. um and i originally gave it an eight out of ten but because i rewatched it and i rewatched both of these episodes by the way because i rewatched it 
the stuff in the beginning and the end was just too good for me to not give this a nine out of 10. Really the only knock I have against it is that Excalibur was a little too long. I, I, listen, I completely agree with you. I think the stuff in the beginning and the end, basically the stuff with Simone and Wiley yep. is so great. I yeah. completely agree with that. Too bad they didn't have more of that. <laughs> is what I say. <laughs> All right. I completely agree with you. Just, it's just Excalibur. It's just, when they here, here's what I thought when the Scott that was explaining the concept of the game, and you see it twice actually, so you'll know he <laughs> does it for what I thought was quite a while when I was watching it. I was like, okay, I kind of get the gist of this. Like, yeah, right, right. Like, I've I get that concept. Don't let your hand go. This is a thing. This is like a pretty common contest, right? And I actually yeah. like the way I, I like that. It reminds me of like the demo man from TF2. If a listener recognizes it, so I I, I like his speech like that but i was like that's really long-winded whatever yeah. and then you get into it and boy was i in, in the retreat of long-winded <laughs> i don't know it oh i yeah. i agree with you in the concept i i guess i don't know the exact timing of things i mean you saw it twice so i i believe you but it it just felt too long like i was just it was so much scale bad i was gonna give this a lower rating but then it got better near the end and I was like, okay this <laughs> yeah i'm Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I totally get it. Like, I, I really, I really do sympathize with that. I mean, I, I had like, I don't know, from, from the point where she makes her first like string can phone call. Yeah. Which, actually, I really enjoyed the string can phone call. The phone calls were yeah. funny. I mean, they, <laughs> at first they were funny, but then I was like, well, now she's just reporting back. Like, I, it's yeah. kind of funny that she's doing the quest without him in a way, but yeah. On the other hand, I kind of want to see the quest. Like, more, it's, much it's, more interested in that, right? Yeah, it's comical, but now yeah. I'm like, I feel like I'm kind of the butt end of the joke because I'm not seeing the, <laughs> I'm not seeing the action. I'm just watching yeah. this guy holding the sword. Yeah, yeah. There's there's this this period of time from about like six hours on the on the sword until about well until she's at the lock, mm-hmm. where it's like, what is even why? Are, why are we spending so much time on this sword? No. Oh my god. It's like and they had a couple of funny like the the spearing of the piper, I thought that was a funny bit. That was funny. But the guy's like, I hate the bagpipes. <laughs> so he leaves the sword to spear the piper. Like that that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um but like the rest of it was just like I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't need it. But anyway, I enough knocking on it. The the beginning and the end are so good that I I can't resist giving this a nine. I'm surprised you gave it a nine. I really I really thought you would have, would have gone eight or lower than me. So, so do you do you want to know what I did when I watched when I rewatched it? Yeah, yeah. Well, Once they got to Excalibur battle, I skipped ahead to Simone coming back <laughs> from, from the from the log. Well, that's not fair. You can't <laughs> you can't just skip the episode and then no, go, I, if, I did or, my own edit. Yeah, <laughs> If you did that, then you got to go back to the lost, like the the other days, whatever the other it's called. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go back, and you got to give that a higher rating. Then I gave that a nine. Yeah, but you said <laughs> I think I think what your argument was that you would have given it a ten. Yeah, but then but then the final scene happened, and, and that's the same okay. same argument here. I would have given this a ten if not for that middle like fifteen minutes. I think you would have given it an eight. But then you skipped the middle minutes and gave it a nine. <laughs> right, I did give it an eight, and then I skipped the middle minutes and gave it a nine. You can't, you can't do exactly. That. You, can't, you can't, you can't edit the episode and then rate no, your new edited version. Yes, I can. It's the salad yeah. cut. It's, that's well, what it is. I, 
<laughs> in my in my cut, this is this is a spectacular episode. Yeah, but we're trying to tell other listeners. We're rating but it. For the other fact people. that I had to cut it is why I don't give it a ten. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. No, it's so. But really, like, I, uh, well, I no, no, like, you can't. You, you okay? I'll give you this. You can say you gave it a nine, but you have to always specify the Salica you gave a nine. <laughs> I gave the Salica. The no. original. What would you give the original, not the Salica? I, no, I, no, I gave I gave the original an eight. I the first time, okay. first watch through, I gave it an eight. Original, and an then eight. I was like, but I think there's enough here that I like it. And so, like, the, if we so, do a recap, are you calling this a nine or an eight? I'm calling it a nine. <laughs> okay. I'm calling it a nine because the the one point that I deduct from it is. Excalibur battle. Like, Editing. That's having to edit. Point. Oh, yeah. oh, I got you. Yeah, now. yeah. Okay. That's the one point I deduct from it. And it really, like, I could, I could have lived with like ten minutes of it. The fifteen was like, oh god, I can't. This oh yeah, this. that's the universe we live in. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why. I, that's why I took off a point. I can't believe you just took off a point. For, I yeah, no. The Excalibur. <laughs> I just. They're lucky. The rest of it was pretty good. Otherwise, I would have been. Oh, a lot it was more, more than sad. pretty good. That's why. Yeah. That's why <laughs> They're lucky. They're lucky. Like I, I like the beginning, and they got to Excalibur. But I'm like, this is terrible. Like, <laughs> oh my god, this series. I'm like, they just introduced. Like, I guess they're just trying to take a break from Mrs. or from um Simone. But like, Simone is really interesting. I know. <laughs> oh, Jesus stuff. And, and that's and, that's the thing is, I was like, are are they just doing? Is this just a wily episode? Is that why we're we're doing it this way? Mm-hmm. Um, and it mostly was, but. I, I would not just call this strictly a Wiley episode. There, I, I would. I would. I mean, really? I mean, the time. Yeah, because what you know, like the only other person that gets screen time is Simone, but it's with Wiley. Besides the one like lock scene. Well, there's also the flashback to the. That's both the perspectives. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm talking about. Um, Oh no, there's not. That's the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> if anything, the flashbacks from over Wiley, because Wiley You're getting right. hyped up by Simone, and then Wiley goes. Yeah, it's all this, this really was a Wiley episode, wasn't I, it? I would consider this a Wiley episode. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely yeah. would. Yeah. We don't even get it inside of Simone's head or wherever she goes. We just get like a visual of her going to the restaurant, mm-hmm. and no words are spoken. Okay. Yeah, I guess. But I'm. I'm still enamored with the rest of this though so i i really i i can't like i can't in good conscience give this lower than a nine because i'm a, <laughs> i'm literally obsessed with the beginning and end of this so. i think i think you got to watch it again i've already watched it and, twice and <laughs> not skip through the middle oh, i don't want to <laughs> you can't it's like th- this is the equivalent if someone made you a sandwich and it's very nice like cheeseburger I want a cheeseburger so it makes you a nice cheeseburger but in the middle of it they put it like an actual brick okay <laughs> and they give that to you like this is what I made for you you can't take the brick out and go 9 out of 10 pretty good sandwich <laughs> like the new thing you created <laughs> they gave you the sandwich with the brick you can't rate it without the brick <laughs> you can't just check it out eat it bite, be like oh well I I'll give it a 9 out of 10 I would have given it a 10 out of 10, but I had the brick. I had to remove it. So that gets it out of 10. It's like, you can't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm 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 really willing to overlook a lot because... I'll say, if I, you want to overlook it... I, listen, I get it. If, if you watched it all, and it said... I mean, you did watch it all in this entire yeah, day. I watched even, the whole thing. And even internalizing that, and you go, I want to give it a 9 out of 10? Fine. But to me, it sounds like you skipped the part you didn't like. You got 
like on second the, viewing. I, yeah, I, on second I, viewing, and then yeah. you upped your rating after doing that. I think I think it biased you by doing that. I think you've 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 minimized how how bad that middle part is <laughs> but because you minimized it by just ignoring it exactly it's, i think you should have gone ignorable. through the pain <laughs> it's very ignorable well, anyway. um i don't know i mm, i take i take your point i I'm, i'll consider it and this is i have to list this as my least favorite episode so far because i had to edit it <laughs> but, <laughs> i had to edit it <laughs> but but, you know, and, and I don't know, maybe someday I'll go back and, and watch this again. And, and that middle bit will actually be really uh, important, but I, I doubt it. I'll, I'll say this. The Excalibur battle, there's funny parts in it. It, like, it was, yeah, there's some yes. funny parts. And like when he tricks the guy that he's been following and what well, it, mm-hmm. it, it's still just not that good. <laughs> no, no, I know. Now that guy, apron guy, did you see what number he was wearing? No. What number was it? 23. <laughs> What was Wiley one of the wearing? Numbers, one of Hurley's numbers. Yeah. What was Wiley wearing? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> Not one of Hurley's numbers. <laughs> what is it? That's a lost reference. Paid, I should have paid more attention to Wiley's the numbers. Number. <laughs> Probably. I did pay lots of attention to another number, though. We'll talk about that later. Oh, okay. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Anyway, okay. Well, let's let's guess each other's favorite scenes. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna discount Excalibur in its entirety. So. Well, I, actually, I, I want to go back on that. You thought I liked Excalibur? Well, let's yeah, rewind here. Throw, so I why? Trying to throw you off, but also, <laughs> uh, but also, I was like, you know, this might be Kurt's sense of humor. He, he might have gotten a huge kick out of this because sometimes things that I think are like dumb, uh, you're like, oh, no, that was <laughs> wait, wait, thing. wait, 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 you can't, I can't let that slip. You say things I find dumb. <laughs> Kurt finds like, hysterical. All my, least How about things... about, all my least favorite things about the centaur world where you, you thought there was the funniest things. Uh, I'll refer to episode one, the purse tar was your favorite, your, your funniest scene in the, mo- in the episode. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> So, so i was thinking okay this is zoomer humor right here although these are these are not zoomers these are millennials yeah but um i was like this is closer to zoomer humor than my humor so maybe, I, maybe he likes this i just don't like the the, the notion of oh it's dumb maybe kurt thought that's funny that's, not, <laughs> that, 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 that's where he's at that's his level <laughs> You don't like I just, that? No, I just like that description. <laughs> it's fine if you don't think it's funny. It's just let's not let's not rag on it here. But, no, I didn't think it was funny. Well, I mean, I I did think parts of it were funny, but it wasn't. I was not like laughing out loud or anything. Okay, I did laugh a lot, a lot a couple of times. Uh, in fact, you know, we can talk a little bit about that. But I mm-hmm. I did laugh out loud when uh, when they speared the piper. That that was a laugh out loud moment for me. Mm-hmm. Like that was the only time when somebody came off the sword where i was like now that was funny that's the way you should come <laughs> off the sword <laughs> um i did I, I really enjoyed wiley relinquishing his fortune because he was overselling it so much they were all like fine whatever <laughs> and, and he's like no 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 i don't have to explain myself <laughs> and then he proceeds to explain himself um i think my favorite laugh out loud moment in the episode though was the, the brave heart moment though on the train when when jq says like effing brave heart oh yeah <laughs> the compliment it's like the compliment <laughs> oh no that's that's jason oh. Bourne. 
Yes, that's, you're right. That's a born that's, reference. Uh, yeah, that that's later. Actually, yeah. I think it's the next episode. It's next episode. Um, yeah, but th- this is when he's talking to Wiley, and he says, "And then we're going to be free. We're doing this for freedom, like effing Braveheart. Let me hear it." And then Wiley's like, "Freedom!" <laughs> I love, he's on the ACA rights. Whispers it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Jake. He's pretty funny. Character. Oh my god, Chris Diamantopoulos is killing it. I love it. I've got some I, magical Chris Diamantopoulos moments on the next episode, but we're not there. When we get the second call, like I think it's sixteen hours in on the sword, when Simone gives the second call to Wiley, I started. I that to me was the funniest kind of moment in the episode because I I kind of internalized like is this just the episode now? Like, is this is this what we're just we're just the guy on the sword? Well, Simone has like the adventure. All right then, like this is kind of. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even end up being good. So that was the biggest joke actually. Is us yeah, for yeah. watching it. Yeah, through that part. <laughs> oh, no, there's there's other funny jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like how Wiley wins like a pin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and free nips and ta- neeps and tatties. Is that what they're called? Neeps and tatties. <laughs> you know what neeps and tatties are? No. Uh, turnips and potatoes mashed together. Okay. I mean, it's presumably yeah. cooked. I don't know how a turnip tastes. Uh, much know. like a potato. <laughs> so oh, much. okay. So There's not, not much difference there. <laughs> but uh-huh. anyway. Yes, yeah, so that's free. Uh, that's a uh, neeps and tatties. So free neeps and tatties. Oh, good for him. Yeah. See, not just a pin. Oh, oh you know what actually was pretty funny? The lightning strike. Oh, itself. I <laughs> thought that was pretty funny. That was just the idea of cursing Jesus and then lightning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you weren't into like the like the. I don't want to give too much away. So let's talk about our favorite scenes. Okay. So uh, I think for you, your favorite scene was when Simone comes up to the sword. So it ends with the lightning strike, but I'm, I'm kind of that all. You're kind of all like the, yeah. Okay. So she comes up to the sword. She sees he's got wings. She comes up and she confronts him about the wings. Very, very mad. Understandably. So he reveals that he's got an expiration date from Mrs. Davis. And then, well, anyway, you know, the scene I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And then we get, we get both. Well, we got Simone's perspective on the, um, yeah. Actually, we get both on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Because we didn't see anything that happened once they reopened yeah. the gates. Yeah. Yeah. The Wiley yeah. or Simone. Yeah. So we get both their perspectives and then lightning strikes. Uh, I was going to guess that for you. So I think that's your favorite scene okay. as well. All right. And it is. It is also mine. I think that's yeah. clearly the best scene. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's absolutely. the scene. 100%. That's the scene that saved this back to an eight. <laughs> if there wasn't that scene this would have been like a seven or a six if it just if it continued into its trajectory and then you got lightning and then it went to the ambulance i don't know yeah but no that was a really great scene like i mean the, uh, first of all him having wings the confrontation this expiration date we don't know when his expiration date is which i was really curious about i mean right we, we learn about next episode mm-hmm. and i was I'm glad we get the payoff of what happened at the rodeo right then and there, which mm-hmm. is he chickened out. I thought that was good. I don't think that's something you anticipate. And it turns into kind of like a, I don't say like a love story, but it, you know, the romantic side of how the relationship ended, right? Wiley felt that's when Simone no longer like loved him anymore. And he's kind of right. Yeah. But not for the right reasons. 
Right, right. And then right. we see Simone's rationale. And then he kind of realizes he lost to Jesus. <laughs> which which kind of upset him in a way. <laughs> and caused him to get struck by lightning. <laughs> and we've seen like that door kind of rattle with with Simone when she says the wrong things in the restaurant, right? So I, I think we've seen it before this, haven't we? Or is it only next episode? I'm I'm, I'm so like what do you mean? I'm so excited to get back to co- to cover this. Yeah, I know. I guess confusion. Oh, sorry. What do you mean by the door rattling? Like when she's in the restaurant and she like says GD or something, like the door rattles. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if I don't remember. I can't remember. Actually, wait. What. Do we see? No, it doesn't happen next episode. So it has to be this one. I don't think it does. Because well, she only sees Jay twice. No, maybe she does next episode. I don't know. But yeah, I know we were referring to. Yeah. So it, it wasn't, uh, it's not unheard of for, for this. And actually, you know, there's a, there's a scene in The Leftovers. I don't know if you remember this or not. When they're on an airplane and somebody takes the name of, of Lord in vain and, and <laughs> there's a bunch of turbulence. And Matt, who's a minister on The Leftovers, just kind of sits back with his arms crossed like, see? See, I told you. I don't know if you remember that or not. No, I don't. Oh man, yeah. So this, this reminded me a lot of that. Um, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of leftovers vibes in this show, so I love it. Um, anyway, but this scene, I, you you talked a lot about it from uh, Wiley's perspective, but I was much more focused on Simone's perspective. Oh well, yes, <laughs> because I mean, it was a sh- kind of a shock to me to see that Wiley has wings. I was like, oh crap, like he's deeper into this than I thought. And we still don't know if he's working with mrs davis right mm-hmm. yeah because, we don't know its exact rationale right so we know at the end of episode two that he was in league with the germans that he you know was working with them but we don't know if they were working for mrs davis or against mrs davis we laid out all kinds of possibilities at the end of last episode mm-hmm. uh, i think i ultimately landed on he's still working against mrs davis but with the germans i think you landed on he's working with mrs davis yeah Okay, well, we'll 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 see if, how that pays off in the next episode. But, but mm-hmm. uh, spoiler, I, I'm I'm pretty happy about where I stood on that. But anyway, even um, more better for me. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll stick to my guns till the better end. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, but anyway, um, so we we knew that, but we didn't know whether he was working for Mrs. Davis or against her. And to see the wings was like pretty damning. Like, whoa, this is. This guy is, you know, the, supposed to be the head of the resistance, but he's got wings. This is, and the image actually was really spectacular because it's like this epic background and this epic, you know, giant sword, and he's, yeah. he's in this position of, of like struggle, and the wings propelling him forward against the sword. That was really cool, but uh, totally understandable why Simone would be so pissed off about this. And then when she goes and she finds out the he has the expiration date, um, and then we get the really the the kind of the thesis of the episode, the big theme that he wanted people to look at him and see that he mattered, that he was worthy of his boots, and worthiness comes up so many times in this episode, and it's one of the reasons why. Is that his exact word wording? Yeah, worthy of his that, boots. Uh, he, yeah, he wanted to. Oh, to, okay. To prove that he was worthy of his boots. So. Worthy, the theme of worthiness comes up a lot in this episode, and it's one of the reasons why, on second viewing, I 
I had to bump it up because even in the parts that we don't like, you every time somebody gets eliminated, the the crier or whatever yeah. it's called calls out unworthy. Yeah, like, no, yeah, so you're right. Yeah, that's the terminology he's using. You're unworthy. You're unworthy. And so, how can Wiley possibly let go of this thing if he's going to be called unworthy? He's been feeling unworthy his whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll, I'll get into more of where we see this theme of worthiness. But <laughs> I then he then he like turns around and the, the guy starts the guy the, this one competitor the only one left besides Wiley starts giving him a hard time about it and, and Wiley starts cursing him out and then we get the flashback that he did not ride Jezebel at all he held on to the rail and he thinks that's why she didn't love him anymore which is a reasonable assumption for him to make he looks at her she looks at him differently so obviously this is why because because I'm not worthy that's why she doesn't love me anymore. You know, the, the, he felt like he needed to do this at all because he felt unworthy. And now to see that when he failed at it, the one person that matters to him is looking at him as though he's unworthy. And I love that he couldn't be further from the truth here because now she's going to come clean and say that, no, I, I, I prayed. This is what I did. I don't, I didn't believe in God. Like this is, this is not something I ever did, but everybody else does it. And I prayed for him to save you. <laughs> and that that's what it was. It wasn't that he was unworthy that she didn't love him. It was that she loved him so much that she just wanted him to be saved. And when he clung to the rail, that was the best she could have ever hoped for. Like it, it was an answer to her prayers. This is what her she answer wanted. Is good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you, she... you didn't do that. I prayed for you to to do right that. yeah yeah oh man so you know please save him and how how i know it's kind of tropey but my god i've seen so many people do it in real life like i i i've grown up like i i've talked about this on the podcast before but like i i had been pretty deeply religious for most of my life and i think i'm significantly less so now but um but in the in the process like that's just what you do. You know, God is a fairy with a magic wand who can make you grant your wishes and, you know, pray hard enough and he'll save the person that you love. Even if it's at the expense of somebody else, who's also being prayed for, right. (laughs) Which, you know, that's the enigma of like war or even like, I always, I think it's ridiculous, but I always think of like people praying for their sports team to win. It's like, but how many people are praying for the other team to win? Well, so you can pray more. <laughs> yeah, right? So it, it, it's always so ridiculous to me. But she she does this desperation move. Please save him. And that was the first time that she teleported to the restaurant. And it was, she says it was love at first sight. And the falafel was really good. <laughs> but but now Wiley realizes or that either she's crazy or his the reason she left him was because of someone who is completely worthy of everything and completely unbeatable. Like there's no way he could ever be worthy enough to oust him as the love of her life. Yeah. Right. So, literal Jesus. Literal Jesus. So, so it is, and, and he just, you know, cusses out Jesus and gets struck by lightning. But, uh, but the, the, the concept of worthiness and then the desperation and, and seeing how Simone goes from you know being so excited to move to alaska with this guy to becoming a nun 
I thought it was perfect. It, it was it was perfect. It was like I don't want to lose this guy. I don't want him to die one way or another. Either he he rides the bull successfully, and then we're not going to Alaska because he's too excited uh, and he's too, he wants to you know keep being worthy. Or he dies, and we're not going to Alaska. And so one way or another, I have lost him now. So now I love him so much that all I want to do is save his life. And this guy, this this guy helped me do it. And I, I mean, I I love it. I think it was perfect. It was so good because even the beginning, I wasn't even that into the beginning as I watched this. I like the beginning. And it was yeah. Oh well, I think about it more. Eh, yeah, you're right. It's kind of like talking to the attorneys and oh like you know i forgot to mention bit. that was you know, you know i forgot to mention that i thought was really funny the bow guy when he walks oh. in <laughs> the big reveal of i lied to you all those years oh <laughs> yeah, it's like i lied to you all those years don't give him a penny <laughs> i'm not I'm, I'm gonna sign it away oh <laughs> my bad carry on then my <laughs> bad and then we, oh. he caused such a big problem that <laughs> yeah, was funny. seriously that was funny it was funny, but so anyway, this this ending made the whole rest of the episode so good to me. So this is this scene is by far my favorite scene in the episode, and I think it makes the rest of the episode worthy of the nine that I gave. <laughs> I agree, it's the best scene. I I don't know if I would say it makes rest of the episode worthy. Okay, but it is a very good scene. Let me ask you this: Did you notice? Wiley's ear thing? No. Okay. Uh, I don't remember what he says to Simone, but before he goes to the, to meet with the attorneys, he brushes like behind her ear. He like encircles her ear with his fingers, and they zoom in on it. Mm -hmm. I was like, why are they zooming in on her ear like that? But then he does it to one of the lawyers. He does the same thing. He like circles his ear. Oh, do you think playing something there? It's very strange. And, and I, a coin for later? I, I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe it's like just uh, because Mrs. Davis goes on the year like that. I don't know. Maybe that's... Well, I just figured this was pre-Mrs. Davis. It seemed like it, right? I think so. Yeah. The seven years ago, but I don't I would like know. to know how long Mrs. Davis has really been around. I'm sure we'll hear about it at some point. But yeah. maybe not. <laughs> yes. yeah, maybe yeah. Mrs. Davis has been around... For all mankind. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, and there might be something to that, Kurt. <laughs> I know, I know. We'll, we'll, talk, about we'll talk about that in the next episode. <laughs> so, um, But I, I do love this uh, last scene here. Not the last scene, but the, the lightning scene. Also, because when someone prays out of desperation, she attributes Wiley getting off the bull to the prayer. Yes. Right. So it's it's the lock, Mister Echo from Lost. Fit. You know, don't mistake coincidence for fate. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> so is it coincidence that Wiley decided to get off the bull because he felt unworthy, or is it divine intervention that Jesus pulled him off the bull? Mm -hmm. And obviously, they have different takes on it. Wiley feels like he's a coward. He's unworthy, and that's why he did it. Simone feels like, no, 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 it's because I interceded on your behalf and, and there was divine intervention. So it was just kind of the point of the whole episode. So it was oh, so good. So good. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I mean, that seems really good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
All right, fine. Let's recap this thing. We open with an inexplicable black and white struggle between Wiley and this other guy. You know, why are you doing this? You can't win. We have no idea what's going on. Jump to seven years ago. There. Now we know what's going on. <laughs> Wiley's off to meet with the, with the enemy, the lawyers, uh, but he's distracted by Jezebel's rodeo commercial. And his plan is to only take enough to get him and the woman he loves set up in Alaska. We have no idea what he's talking about yet, but we're about to find out. At the will reading, his parents are dead. His grandfather left him the business as of his 25th birthday, which is either today or was just a couple days ago. The business is worth $712 million. And he that's, is giving it oh, all sorry. away. Go ahead. That's a, that's a good chunk of change. <laughs> Why does he want to give it all away? Uh, he did, I don't know what the business was, but I, my assumption is that it, he felt like it was the right thing to do. It was it was, the money it was, was gross. It was like disgusting yeah. amount of money that he didn't need. And so mm-hmm. I felt like he was trying to do something really noble, giving away to charity, except for $85,000 that he's going to keep to set him and the woman he loves well, up. See, that's kind of, that's a bit hypocritical. He decides to keep 85000 I would have kept a little more. I think it's all or nothing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like all or nothing. I think that throws away his whole resolve there by keeping some of it. <laughs> okay. <Anyway. laughs> if he's gonna keep some, might as well keep a little more. Oh boy. Anyway, I kept like at least like two hundred fifty thousand, quarter million dollars. You know, get a nice house, not just a. Cat. I would keep at least like ten million. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's seven hundred twelve million. That's a weird number. Keep the twelve. Give away the seven hundred. Oh, you're right. Yeah. No one can remember the twelve. In fact, you probably do it with six nine nine. Give myself that extra million. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Enter Cowboy Bo for some Wiley backstory exposition. Uh, Wiley had a bad liver, just like just like little Lizzie did, except Lizzie's was speared with a crossbow bolt, and Wiley's just didn't work right. But his parents needed him to cut the transplant line because even though he had a bad liver, it wasn't bad enough. So to cut the line, they hired Cowboy Bo to get him injured at the rodeo. And now he shares a liver with with Lizzie. I did not see that coming. They share an adult liver. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how that works. I don't know either. I, I, would, I would think <laughs> that two people with half a liver would drink less. Well, don't. <laughs> don't livers, like, regrow? Is that, like, a special thing oh, with a liver? Oh, I have no idea. Is that right? I, I swear I've heard that before, but I don't know if that was a myth or whatever. But I, I heard that your liver can actually repair itself, like oh wow, quite well, unlike the rest of your organs. Wow, all right, I did not know that. Anyway, Cowboy Bo, not impressed with Wiley. Ain't nothing worse than a cowboy who hasn't earned his boots. It was all <laughs> it was all fake. So, I mean, there's there it is laid out for you right there. Ain't nothing worse than a cowboy who hasn't earned his boots. So Wiley is a, a, immediately feeling unworthy. He's giving the money away anyway. So, oops, my bad, says Bo. And off to the rodeo we go. 
Wiley has to do this to prove his manhood of, or something or other, something on the voicemail that he left for Simone said something about manhood, and there you have it. But we don't get to see how this all turns out. We just see Simone begging him not to do it, him getting on the bull, and they're about to release the gates, and that's all we get to see right now. Mm-hmm. All right, anything about the flashback before we get back to present day? No, no. That's, I, I would I would consider this my second favorite part of the episode. But Okay. All right. Right on. Now, outside of London, present day, they're on a train, and the guy they're tracking, I don't know what to call this guy, they call him Apron Man, so we'll just call him Apron Man. Um, he's reading, Chivalry Isn't Dead, But Your Soul Is. <laughs> and he's headed to Scone, Scotland for Excalibur at the sight of a giant sword that just appeared thousands of years ago, like Stonehenge, but stupider. <laughs> JQ pumps Wiley up, Braveheart style, get the freedom chant. And all that's done while Simone prays. I don't know if you saw while Simone was praying, she's like smiling. Like she, she's in bliss as she's playing or praying. I mean, so anyway, it's, it's all there, but she's interrupted. Her prayers are interrupted by an older woman who taps on the glass with her cane and knows who she is, who she is. Simone, she says, and uh, Simone says, Mrs. Davis, I presume, but no, in the UK, she's known as Mum. <laughs> I, I like how Mrs. Davis has different names. Yeah. We got Mum, Madonna next episode. Yep. Yep. So, Mrs. Davis in America. But anyway, this proxy gives her a gift for Wiley and tells her that Celeste is on the train. Mm. Celeste is on the train. And someone says, My mother is on the train. And at the word mother, there's some kind of glitch or something because this proxy says 1042 redirect sandy springs 1042 i am warrior 1042 so that number i am tracking and i have a lot to say about that number but i'll save it for episode four coverage all right okay simone bumps into a suspicious priest on her way uh to see celeste who's in the dining car uh, did you recognize this actor? No. Okay. So this suspicious priest is played by, I'm going to get his name wrong, but it's Tom Washika? Washita? I can't say it. Anyway, um, I know him from two things. Uh, most recently, Stranger Things. Uh, the, the most recent season, was that season three or four? It's four or five. So uh, probably it's not four. five. So four, so. I guess. So um, he played Enzo, who's a Russian gulag prison guard. He was fantastic in that. That was really good. Um, and then he also was in Game of Thrones. He plays Jakan Hakar, who's in charge, who is like the, the head person of the, the faceless men. So anyway. Would you say the head person of the faceless men? Yeah, the faceless men. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's the face for the faceless men? He's the face of the faceless men. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, they do. Uh, Celeste is there. She's in the dining car, and she's following Simone. Celeste it turns out runs a security firm now, and she's convinced that Monty. <laughs> bit a, sorry, it's a bit of a different career change. Uh, yeah, right. Well, she was really good at it. She rigged up that crossbow. That was good security, that, right? I, yeah, I, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, she's convinced that Monty, her husband, is still alive, mm-hmm. and that Simone is helping him. And yeah, the whole reason why she joined 
the nuns yeah exactly why else would you become a nun which is interesting because maria in the next episode is going to offer a different reason why she became a nun and celeste may have been involved in it but anyway uh we're not there yet right now there's a little battle that ensues between the two of them uh simona says for the the millionth time he is dead i watched him die it was awful like you need to lay off this and and celeste dismisses herself because now that Simone knows she's here. She's not going to lead her to Monty anyway. So the fact that she openly goes, "I'm not going to follow you anymore. You won't. You won't. You know, lead me to the right place now. Since you know I'm following you, let me leave." And then she like <laughs> pretended to like make footstep sounds, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a fake staircase. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like I, the way she worded it makes me think. I think she's still following. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. She definitely is. So, so anyway, uh, but after she leaves, Wiley says, you want to talk about it? And she says, yeah, just not with you. And of course, we, we can assume that who she wants to talk about it with is her husband. So we assume that happens. But there's only three hours before they get to Excalibattle. And Wiley follows Apron Man. Simone follows the red-haired woman that Apron Man was talking to. She thinks it's Clara. Wiley runs to the sword and inadvertently joins a contest to prove who can he who can keep a hand on the sword the longest and become worthy of the title of the one true king. So, oh, I forgot to mention that during that Celeste scene, the word worthy comes up again. She says, "You always did see the." She's talking to Simone. She says, "You always did see the good in people." even when they were unworthy uh, of your trust. And she looks at Wyatt, or not Wyatt, Wiley, Wiley. <laughs> Wiley when she says unworthy of your trust. So that's, uh, that's something. Mm. That's something. Anyway, uh, two hours in, 46 souls remain. Simone calls Wiley out of the string can, which I think is hysterical. She says the red-haired woman is a banker named Matilda, definitely not Celeste. And so, because she keeps throwing Celeste's name out there for some reason, uh, Simone uh, goads Wiley into take, um, talking to Apron Man, who is not interested in talking to Wiley. <laughs> Six hours in, 10 hours in, 14 hours in, they get the Piper Spear. <laughs> 16 hours in, Simone's back. Another phone call, free phone call, by the way. Another free yeah, phone call. Great guy. <laughs> free call on the can phone. And Simone uh, found a wetsuit in Matilda's hotel room. So she, yeah, she broke into Matilda's home run, home, uh, hotel room. She can do that. And she tries to give Wiley the sneakers that Mrs. Davis sent. He absolutely refuses. 18 hours in, 19 hours in, 21 hours in, 22 hours in, 23 hours in. Finally, he puts the sneakers on because his feet are killing him. 24 hours in, a guy turns into Jezebel. This guy who ends up being the, the other last person standing appears as Jezebel to Wiley. And the suspicious the suspicious priest from earlier calls Wiley on a can phone to inquire where he got his incredible shoes. <laughs> Which, by the way, I don't know if you recognize these shoes. I I did not particularly from okay. anything prior to this episode. So I know the, I know from the next episode, but they are they're called British Knights, which okay. is an actual shoe brand. This is great brand. <laughs> yeah. I, so I went, to, <laughs> I went to the British Knight website, and it's right. It's on the first thing you see is these shoes, 
And it says, as seen on Mrs. Davis. That's genius marketing. <laughs> Props to both of them for implementing suits. I didn't this. know. I didn't know British Knights were still around. I haven't seen I've them never heard of British. Years. I've never heard that. I mean, I grew up mostly in the 90s and the 80s and 90s was when I was growing up. And that's when British Knights were at their peak. So I remember all the British Knights commercials. I think I probably had a few pairs of British Knights at some point, but uh, apparently they're still in business and they're tied in with Mrs. Davis now. You can't, unfortunately, buy this model, which is really unfortunate. I, I was going to. I was ready to do it. Uh, <laughs> but you click on, you can click on it and it takes you to like the same style, but not these colors. I That's genius marketing, though, still. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What, um, what do you call it? product placement yeah it's great yeah. product placement yeah, absolutely i remember um here's a bad example of product placement i'll quickly showcase the walking dead <laughs> will have okay. you've never seen the walking dead right Mr. i have Sam? not no. i'm sure a lot of the listeners some of them probably have the, what's hysterical about the walking dead is i never finished it but even multiple seasons in the you know they access the cars and okay. they'll like they'll have the like the oh we gotta drive to blank place and they'll get in the car and they'll do like like a sweet the car is like pristine suv it'll (laughs) it'll 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 like pan by the logo and then you'll see them like kind of like a car commercial the way it drives over there like this nice i don't know the car looks immaculate (laughs) despite it being years and years into an apocalypse they have like these immaculate cars i think it's hysterical (laughs) (laughs) do they not know that gasoline goes bad no no don't worry about that (laughs) okay no no zombie or zombie like series ever acknowledges that fact one does very exciting when they do oh, it's the last one to do it the last of us ah. so, <laughs> anyway all right so british knights they're pretty great I, I i really want to buy this this specific pair of shoes if they ever do mass produce these and distribute them i i will be getting a pair but uh, anyway. maybe i'll buy one i gotta see how i feel about <laughs> just one not the other one i guess yeah i got <laughs> <laughs> Okay, too many hours on the damn sword, uh, and Apron Man finally opens up. He's invisible to the woman he loves. He needs this to impress her. Wiley can relate, definitely relate. But the woman he loves is at uh, Lock Drumelli. Did I say that right? Yeah, was, I mean, it's the one with the, it's the one with the trees that cross like the oh. Poor apron guy. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was funny too. <laughs> He's out. Unworthy. 31 hours in. Wiley wants to stay. He's the one true king. It's his destiny. Simone um, is uh, off uh, to lock Jumeli. Uh, she tries to convince him to get off the sword. Nope. It's his, it's his destiny. At Lock Jumeli, Simone witnesses this is maybe the craziest thing in the whole episode. <laughs> I forgot all about this. Oh my god. Oh, no. What the heck was this? Strange birthing ritual of the grail. Like they mm-hmm. use a knife to cut into the belly and like sand falls out and the grail. Mm-hmm. Very, very strange. But Matilda goes after her thinking that she's Clara because her frilly got a call from her. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what she calls Apron Man, her frilly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever that means all right next we go to our favorite scene so we can skip over that um lightning has struck the sword mm-hmm. wiley gets taken off in the wrong ambulance but not before telling simone that he doesn't care about the grail 
and getting pinned with the pin of worthiness by Simone. Good for Wiley. <laughs> In the ambulance, Father Sus wants to talk about the shoes and sprays Wiley <laughs> with a green gas. Call him Father Sus. Yeah, call him <laughs> Father Sus. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's basically how I feel about the episode. Uh, <laughs> good beginning. Great ending. Uh-huh. That's about it. <laughs> I did. I know. I think I did forget all about the, the, uh, the weird ritual. Oh yeah. I mean that was the grill. That was that was pretty not pretty bonkers. That that was not something I ever expected to see. It's a ritual, right? Yeah, yeah. So apparently, the the Holy Grail in this universe is a real thing with magic powers that allow you to birth it via belly slice. Well, do you think they burst it, or do you think they just hit it? I guess, but I mean, it's... Like, they, they hit it inside someone's it, belly. They literally cut this woman open, and she's just fine afterwards. <laughs> I don't know. Unless it was, like, a not like a fake belly, I guess. Who knows? That's a possibility. But, anyway, the theme of worthiness and unworthiness, I loved it, I loved it throughout this episode. So, I'm very comfortable giving this episode a nine, even if you're not. <laughs> and uh, That's fine. My only issue, I don't mind if you give it a nine. I just don't want you giving the Mr. Sal cut a nine. Fine, I will. Like, you know what I mean? I still want, I don't want that to be, I don't want you going around telling people, oh, the episode's a nine. My rendition of the episode, of course, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's, that's, if you, if you watch the episode and you feel it's a nine, the episode's a nine. It's a little weak in the middle, but man, when you get to the end, there's just the payoff is, is worth it. Yeah, okay. So that that's the way I view this episode. So. I'm just glad you gave an episode a nine and you skipped more than a third of it. So <laughs> I don't know. So you want to give it? I watched okay. it. All right. All right. I didn't have to rewatch Still it at all. Still How many times did you rewatch it? Uh, okay. Fair. Yeah, so your your edit was nothing. You edited the whole thing away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Kurt edit is just my favorite scene, actually. So I can give it a ten. <laughs> <laughs> buy, buy it it's really good <laughs> in every episode of everything ever that's why i think that's why i think you have a dangerous road here by doing the mr sal edit but like the mr. i get that it was just a rewatch i wouldn't know i get that, that. first watch. no oh yeah you couldn't you wouldn't know no, no i get no, it. I, but I, I mean there there was a moment where i was like can i fast forward a bit but i didn't they so. put a two times speed here <laughs> right exactly anyway uh, now, that's all that I have to say about uh, episode three. So I think maybe we ought to go ahead and check the time, don't you? Yeah. What? It, oh, it's TV time. Oh. Ain't no time like a TV time. Kurt, I'm really interested to see what you think the people gave this on a scale from one to five, because... You seem pretty down on this episode. You you were like hovering around three territory there. I look at me. I think people like this more than I think people gave it a five. They did fifty four percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 comedy will buoy the the series no matter what. So you so you think it was the comedy? I think the but, comedy. But the comedy is the part that you didn't like. No, I once I didn't. I just didn't like it enough. Okay. I will also tell you that this episode on IMDb is higher rated than episode one or two. That's ridiculous. Uh, with 96 ratings. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Take it for what it's worth. 
you know, episode one by contrast has 216 ratings, which is really not a lot. I don't yeah, think people listen, are watching this show. Maybe now. No, we might not get a season two. I listen, I maybe this episode's a lot better if I did rewatch it, but having seen it once and looking at it, it's not a good sign when I'm 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 checking the time of the episode length, like, wow, are we still here? <laughs> it's not, you're right. Am I am I am I watching the right am I watching like behind the scenes footage? Like what's going on here? What? <laughs> All right. How about the character rating? I think, uh, I think there's really two one. choices here. The, yeah, for sure, there's two. Uh, although you can vote for Matilda, you can vote for Jay, you can vote for Father, you can vote for Celeste, you can vote for Clara. She's not in this episode. Never mind. Um, but anyway, uh, I think that you went with Wiley. I'm surprised you guessed Wiley for me. Um, you surprised I guessed Wiley for you. Kurt, when yeah, you when you discussed your favorite scene, you discussed everything from Wiley's perspective. Yeah, so I saved Simone's perspective for you. Uh, I appreciate it, but <laughs> that, is, that is what you chose. Hey, right. anyway. Okay, I I will say the people said Wiley, you said Simone. I definitely said Simone, um, mm-hmm. mostly because of the prayer there at the end um, and what that means for for her, for Wiley, for the rest of the series. Um, Definitely thought about saying Wiley because of his, you know, uh, complex with feeling unworthy to the point where he felt like he needed to give himself an expiration date to get wings. Uh, so I definitely thought about Wiley, but I went with Simone. So did the audience, 65%. Sorry, bud. Really? Yeah. I also said Simone. So Did you? Okay. I did, yeah. That surprises me quite a bit. Does that surprise you? Yes. Okay. I, I think Simone's a really interesting character. I mean, that's kind oh, of what my... <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what annoyed me, is that we didn't get as much Simone. And I I thought about giving it to Wiley as well, but it's just... I mean, there's some good parts with Wiley, like, but it's all when he's talking with Simone and the flashback in the first part, but everything when they're not together, yeah. Yeah. Not, not, nothing with Wiley really sticks out, so... She definitely makes him a better character. Yeah, so that's sure. why. So that's why I said Simone, even though Wiley gets more screen time. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. Okay. Well, that that does it then. I guess it's uh it's time to move on to episode four then, right? Yeah, yeah. Beautiful things that come with madness, Mister Set. Well, I'm sure we can all think of a few things. By the way, I forgot to mention. Do you know what these titles are? There's no, a theme. Like... There's a theme to these titles. No, what's the theme? Okay, the creators of the series wrote, or they created an AI to generate titles. Really? <laughs> so all these titles are AI generated. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So what, do they just feed it the script? And then this I is... guess they, I guess they feed it the script or they write a description or something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know all the details of how it works. But, but, they, but the, an AI generates the titles. An AI generates the titles. That's funny. Yeah. Actually, that's pretty funny. <laughs> so they, they the German of, one even funnier. Oh yeah, I know. They kind of only kind of make sense. I kind I I wonder um when they did this because I mean AI is getting better and better and better and better. Right. So did they do this like two weeks before release? I don't know. Longer before? I don't know. But I'm not sure. Still, we still, we don't know. We don't know the episode five title yet. I don't think. I don't know how I feel about that because now this makes me just feel like the titles are meaningless. Well, <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, "Oh, 
what if they just wrote the scripts via AI? <laughs> I can believe it, man. <laughs> Some of these constant random joke things, maybe. See, <laughs> that actually hysterical. They Holy came out and said, crap. the whole scripts wait, AI. Wait till you hear the next title. I did find it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait until the end. Yeah, true. you can wait. You, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, wait. But I don't know when. When I think of an episode title, I don't know why. But to me, in my head, I think of like one like writer stacking up pieces beautifully. Like you know, they're 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 stacking, they're making it, and then they go, oh oh, they, they like bring their hands up. Perfect. This is the perfect title for the episode. Mm. They slap that on the episode, and then I judge it, and I go, that was a terrible title. That was a good title. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> now that I know a robot's making these titles. Yeah. I don't know if it feels as, like, handcrafted. No, it definitely doesn't. But, I, you know, we always say, if we're going to criticize it, we have to come up with an alternative. And we did not do that with episode one and two. We should have. Let's come up. Let's make that our plan from now on. We come yeah. up with our own titles for these episodes. The song, it's a three sword in the stone. The sword in the stone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would, I would call it, um, I would have to incorporate the word worthy in there somewhere. Um, hmm. Listen, mine was just a quick one. I, there's probably better ones, but that was just why I did. Off the, the top the, of I don't, head. I don't, I don't like yours very much. You don't like I, mine I, very I, much. No, I'll I, tell you right now. You'll remember the episode, though. No, I, but I would call it like Excal <laughs> Battle or something. Or I would say, no, that's too on the um, nose. The Sword in the Stone is not. I mean, it's a bit of a yeah, it's a reference <laughs> to another piece of media and other stuff. Like there's, there's a little more to it. That's just a word they say in the episode, like you know the, the event. I, um, I would call it wor- worthy of his boots. That's what I would call it. Oh, yeah, that's that's an all right one. I yeah. um, you try to incorporate something with the the breakup. So, what's the line she says when she um first meets Jay, or like what? What's the line they both say? love at first sight? You can call the episode that. Nah, <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think so. Uh, this is like a a fleeting second within the episode. Yeah, but it's you know it's a it makes up the episode. It it. it Basically, it's all it's what's a part of my favorite scenes for the episode. Mm-hmm. Right, what makes it good? See, I would love to call this "Worthy of His Wings," but that would be a spoiler. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it would be. And well, is it a spoiler because you don't know it's Wiley? I mean, they put in here a sad boy with wings. That's the title that it has. Yeah, I think you so. do because you don't know he's the one with wings. Right. That's true. So yeah, I'd, I'd say worthy of his wings or worthy of his boots. Those would be my two titles for this one. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> okay. Moving on to episode four, Beautiful Things That Come With Madness, which may be not a bad title. <laughs> so, no, no, not, not a bad one. This one maybe is the most cohesive title so far. We'll see. We'll, we'll see at the end of it if we, if we come up with a better one. That's right. All right. So let's, uh, let's take a guess at how we felt about this. Rating. All right, Kurt. Well, I definitely think you liked this more than the previous episode. Um, I don't. I don't know if there's anything you really dislike about this episode. I don't know if it really blew you away either, though. Uh, I think you really liked Wiley in the prison cell. I think you really liked uh, everything having to do with Maria. 
and Simone's conflict with Jay. Um, which I mean, that's most of the episode. So yeah, I, I think you gave. I, I don't think you gave it a ten though. I think you gave it a nine. Okay. Uh, I this is easily the best episode. I. So you, you gave it a 10. I gave it a 10. I think it's very clear that this is by, I don't know. I'd be shocked if you, if we didn't give this a 10, I'd be shocked. Wow. So. Okay. You gave it a 10. I did. Oh, wow. I'm really happy to hear that. Cause I was, I was worried that you might be losing interest in the series in the last episode. Um, <laughs> Uh, I I only gave it a nine, but I could probably really up to a ten. You yeah. only gave this a nine. I only I think I think this is so much better than every other episode before it. Yeah, well, was, it definitely is the best episode so far. Like I, 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 I grant you that. I saw this episode, and before we even got back to the present day, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" There's so many questions I have. I, I I'm like all about like I don't like I wrote down. I don't know why this is sinking into me now, but. Is she just crazy? <laughs> like, is she just like there is no restaurant? And well, then it just it kind of reminds me of that leftovers dynamic of like, you know, uh, according to the there. Pope, there's a restaurant. Yeah, I didn't later in the episode that uh, I well, actually, I guess the restaurant is real. But then, what if what if Jay isn't really Jesus, and this is all just Mrs. Davis or Mom or <laughs> or whatever? Like, what if she's the one someone oh. sifted this into her mind and oh. then i was like oh but that lightning bolt happened last episode surely has to be somewhat real if the lightning bolt happened but maybe that was just like happenstance mm. perhaps it was ai done ah. let me and then you know the episode starts touching on you know religion versus technology and the pope even eventually says a line that kind of indicates that well perhaps mrs davis is really god in a way right and it's and i had that thought too like what what if god is mrs davis exactly i have yeah. do, do you know about the isaac asimov story no i don't know the title of it i i, I think it's called like yeah nathan and quite the question i don't know what it's called i forget the name of it if you look up isaac asimov um ai god whatever story it'll come up but basically isaac asimov if you listeners don't know he's like a pretty famous science fiction writer he write about kind of computers and like future ai in way ahead of his time we're talking like i think the 70s maybe 60s so he wrote a story about it's a short story and there's a bunch of scientists they're making a computer uh trying to make an intelligent computer and they finally make it smart enough okay and that's really smart it's like the smartest thing and they ask it does god exist they ask their new AI, does God exist? And it answers, it does now. Oh, wow. <laughs> or, <laughs> does God exist? It does now. Uh, and then they try to unplug it, to which a lightning bolt strikes down at the core, kind of, I guess, fusing it to the electrical grid, and it cannot be unplugged. You can't just unplug it. And <laughs> so I, I thought of that immediately, and I'm like, wow, I wonder if Mrs. Davis is like the Isaac Asimov story, like, is actual god and i don't know so i even before we even get to the present time i was already thinking about a lot of things and then throughout it, i'm constantly thinking about this stuff so i was like wow i i love that i love the dynamic i love being uh, you know just simone's like conflict as to i don't know what how sane simone is in mm -hmm. certain ways yeah, yeah. and even even if she's fully sane and everything, and I think it's probably more likely than not that what she's experiencing, like this restaurant, I think is true because the Pope talks about it. 
but again, it could all be Mrs. Davis. Right. <laughs> but when the, the dynamic between her and Jay is also just really interesting in and of itself, especially with it this whole cake situation. It's, it's a great episode throughout. I was, I was, I don't know. I was very enthralled about this episode and I, I, I'm actually surprised you didn't give it a 10. I'm, I'm well, I might. What... I mean, we'll see. Let's talk about it. And I'm, I'm like, I'm here. Here's the one thing. Here's the one thing, but I've just kind of accepted it. Okay. Is that things are just almost so loosey goosey random. <laughs> that the <laughs> fact that you told me the titles are made by AIs, I could believe like the story is made by AI. I, because <laughs> I could do so, like the cake stuff, and like, well, I just getting a million euros. <laughs> I don't so, know. There's a line between comedy and random almost. It I, this really borderlines. Yeah, <laughs> some know, if, of it. If they if if ChatGPT was was available when they were writing this, I could see them getting like the outline of a plot and then branching off from there from they, they, there were equivalents i know i showed you before like opening as playground oh yeah yeah they could have asked right, for that yeah. there was there were there were how long was playground around i think january of last year no maybe january of this year it, yeah i don't know you just showed me in january of this year i think okay it's probably maybe it might have been a little before that even but okay i don't know I don't know. It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if they got like just the broad strokes and then they put in the details. That would. That would not surprise me at all. Uh, you, you had mentioned um, the Asimov story, which is interesting to me because if you think about it this way, like what makes God God? Like are, they're all powerful. They're all knowing. Mm-hmm. And, and then like there's the creation aspect, I suppose, and at least in some religions. I mean, is Mrs. Davis not all powerful and all knowing? You're right. Yeah, yeah. That, that's actually a really good question. What it, what what do you constantly got? Let's say you had um one being that was like, yeah, I created everyone. Then one being saying, I'm omniscient and I have full control of you right. guys. Which one is God? Yeah, no. Right. So uh, if, now, if you're going with the 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 singular God type of thing, right? And then that's a, and that's a great point. Now, in this episode, they do bring up the Holy Trinity, which is mm-hmm. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and they actually are all in this episode if you count the rattling door as the father so but the, the one thing that i'm kind of latched on to here is there is a, there is a theme of mothers throughout this series right you got mother superior you've got celeste every time simone says mother to a proxy it goes into 1042 mode whatever that means and i'll talk about that later and so I, i'm not sure how familiar with you are with the catholicism which i'm leaning specifically on catholicism because we have the pope and we have a nun right so these are specifically catholic professions yeah yeah, i know i I do know the pope is just for catholicism not for all of christianity right so we have we have a pope we have we we have the pope we have a nun so i'm leaning on catholicism here and within catholicism a a very prevalent person within catholicism is mary the mother of jesus so, uh, in fact, um, when was this? Probably early 2000s, maybe late 90s. Uh, Pope John Paul II named Mary co-redemptrix with Jesus. So if Jesus is the redeemer of mankind, he named Mary as co-redemptrix. Okay, okay. so we have all these other names for mrs davis we've got mum in the uk 
which means mother. That's uh, that's what they would say instead of like mom. They say mom. Mm-hmm. We've got Madonna in Italy, which Madonna is is literally the mother of God. <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna plant a flag here and say that Mrs. Davis is the mother of Jesus. Okay, um, sensible and, choice. And you know we've got the you know God the Father behind the door. And for some reason, they're at odds right now. There's been like a, a little domestic dispute. So. I get that Mrs. Davis might be the mother, but I'm also tempted to say Mrs. Davis is also just behind that door. Yeah, and that's I think that's a really fair shout as well. <laughs> so. Maybe the servers. <laughs> oh, now that's a, that's where the server farm is. Now clean my server farm. <laughs> <laughs> very interesting i i think uh i'm no. you and i can probably agree that the more j there is in an episode the more we enjoy the episode it's looking like a yeah. <laughs> it's a very interesting character <laughs> very interesting so go oh on. yeah oh no it, it's just interesting the way the way he speaks and just i mean they're all dynamics it's like i guess yeah. this is this is literally jesus and it's yeah. just it changes everything when the relationship becomes so literal, right? It does. So, yes, for yes. example, the ceremony when he's she's part of the, like the sisterhood very early in the episode yes. when we're coming back to present time, and she's literally being married to Jesus. Because at yes. first I was watching that and I was like, oh, she's I mean weird thing to be wearing, but I guess she's just maybe at first when she was with like you know the nuns, it was just like her um. I don't know what you'd call it, but just she's not actually part of them yet. She's just kind of with them, and they have to let her in, like yeah, initiate her in. Maybe, maybe a novice is that maybe what it's called? I'm not, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, but. you could be a novice, but she needed a ceremony to truly become a nun. And I thought that was the ceremony. Was like, oh, okay, so now they're actually like welcoming her in, and they start saying these lines, and I, blah blah blah, and to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just watched it going, oh yeah, she's just joining the nun. Not good for her. And then she goes to the restaurant and then, you know, goes with Jesus. And I'm like, wait a second. And I had to rewind the scene and look at it. I'm like, no, no, they were marrying her. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. I she... mean, that, that, that is the metaphor that is used is, yeah. is if you be, when you become a nun, you become married to Jesus. Like exactly. That, that's yeah. an actual metaphor that is used. I believe the ceremony is relatively accurate. Maybe not as on the nose, but. I, most nuns do wear wedding rings so yeah i, I do know that that, is, that that's part of being a nun but just yeah. oh man that was i don't know I, yeah I, and, and then the, the conflict that arises out of that that you know we're gonna have this discussion now that i have other relationships that mm-hmm. uh you know uh, it, it, it's the whole cake thing you're, yeah. you're gonna break your vows right you're gonna break your vows because i don't, I don't know if you notice when she's giving her vows she says you know uh, she takes a vow of chastity, fine, no problem. She takes a vow of, vow of poverty, fine, no problem. And then she hesitates on obedience. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that or not. I did not notice that. Yeah, no. she hesitates like a lot on obedience. <laughs> um, and that's the one that he's talking about. Well, if you if you don't do this for me, you're breaking your vow. Um, you know, she and think about it this way too. With Mrs. Davis, she she's been chosen one, right? She's the chosen one to find the Grail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with with Jay, she's one of the chosen dozen or so, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's he says he's. I, we don't know how many 
nuns he sent to get this cake, but at least one a day for the last week. So there's at least seven that he sent to get this cake. So, and that's just one aspect of what I like. Like, this is just like, I, like, I don't want to say a sliver of it, but this is just yeah. a single piece of it. We haven't even gotten to like the Wiley and Pope stuff, but I, I love I that stuff. That's great. Yeah. Um, I Simone, thought JQ was hysterical on this episode. JQ was really funny. Yeah. His conversation with Simone was really funny. Uh, yeah. The way it ends when he kind of slips the, the factoid and then Simone ends the call early. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's. I'm shocked you. I, I'm actually shocked you didn't give it. A 10. I think it's. I'm trying to get you to give it a ten. I, I mean, I may, I may. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. even. It even. They bring up that redirect ten forty two, which we can talk about later. But yeah, that will. like this is where this gets on my radar in this episode. I'm sure it's when it entered your radar. I'm like, wait, wait, wait a second now. <laughs> like I, like I, I swear I've heard this before. This is. Oh yeah. So, I can't really think of a part of the episode that I disliked. I, I thought it was good throughout. Yeah, it, it was. It was great. It was great. And I think I've proven myself to be very willing to change my ratings, unlike somebody unlike. else in this podcast. Well, if, someone's, so, if you're right, you're right. So stick yeah. to your guns with yourself. If you think nine's correct, stick with the nine. No, I'm a wishy-washy nine. I, I can definitely <laughs> be covered. Talked about two a ten. No, stick, with, stick with the nine if you think nine's right. <laughs> I was a wishy-washy nine on the last episode, but you did not talk me down on that one. But <laughs> I couldn't pull you down, but maybe I can pull you up. You might be able to pull me up. You might be able to. All right. Well, we've talked a lot about this episode already, but we have not talked about our favorite scenes yet. So let me take a guess at your favorite scene, which I'm very, I'm, I'm like, I'm very um, unconfident about this now because uh, we didn't even talk about the Wiley Pope stuff. But I had originally said that Wiley and the Pope talking about Jesus was your favorite scene. But now I'm wondering if it isn't that. Uh, montage where she's becoming a nun and taking her vows and visiting with Jesus. So it's very early in the episode. Is it the first flashback or uh, no? It's it's like the third scene. It's after she goes to visit with mother the mother superior. So that montage where Simone uh, is is a novice and you know Jesus gives her the out. You don't have to go through this, and I will love you just the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the vows, and I, <laughs> unworthy though I am, <laughs> desire to dedicate myself to your eternal to you as your eternal servant. So I think that's your favorite scene now. Hmm, I'm trying to think what you what aspect you liked either while in the Pope or Simone and Jesus. I think I I'll guess what you're gonna guess for me. Um the Pope talking to Wiley about Jesus and kind of making the connection um, with Mrs. Davis possibly being God and kind of convincing, actually eventually convincing Wiley to break out with him. So that's, that's all I'll guess for you. Okay. Uh, that is not what I said. You you would never have guessed mine. Well, what was There's yours? no chance you ever well, guessed That's not fair. Why? <laughs> Just because you, you should make it guessable. <laughs> no, what is you, you would never guess and it's it, it, because you know that i hate birds and i'm terrified of them and so part of me was crawling in my skin oh my god scene. but but the bird the dove which is uh-huh. the symbol of the holy spirit which is the third member of the trinity the holy trinity mm-hmm. uh leading simone to pray and then uh the conversation she has with jay in that prayer which i i consider that all one scene the dove 
calling her and then she uh, going there. So that that was my favorite scene. I, you know, what did you see that evidence? What's that? Did you see that evidence that um the the dove Jay's is evidence? Real? No, that's not right. why. I mean, yes, kind of, but I was but looking that's... for that throughout the episode. Whenever I saw instances like. I mean, mm-hmm. that was an example. Obviously, yep. the Pope. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> an example. Now, whether it's all part of Mrs. Davis and whatnot, that's right. Stringing it along is another thing. But and I think that we're blurring the line between God and Mrs. Davis here. We like, are. We you know, are. It, but I don't know if there's a line to be blurred. Like I, I don't know. know if Mrs. Davis <laughs> is advantageous that we believe or not that we. I guess. I'm right. saying, what if the whole series is trying to fool us? No, no I, don't, I don't think that's I mean, it. <laughs> with that. But but the the dove kind of leads her to pray, and when she gets to the restaurant, it, I, we had already had a scene earlier, right after you know she took her vows and and she burst into the restaurant. Hello, husband. Hello, wife. And they're just enamored and and just amorously all over each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now she comes into the restaurant. They say the same words: "Hello, husband. Hello, wife." But it's just a little peck on the lips. There's, there's very little romantic about this. She says, I got your dove. And he says, she hasn't been there in a while. Uh, so we see, we said, we heard him say in episode one, one day out of the convent and you're already doubting us. You're already doubting me, already doubting us. Right. Mm-hmm. And now we see what this has come to that this relationship is minimized. It's not like it's non-existent, but it's been minimized. Um, and he wants to hear, he wants her to take this cake to the Pope from a specific bakery. Um, you know, whatever that's, that's, that's the quest that he's sending her on. But the idea that I, that I love so much is stop your current quest, by the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. That you sent me on. <laughs> you want me to stop my current quest. I'm so close to completing that you sent me on. You want me to stop and do this? And, and, and yes, that's exactly what he wants to do. You know, the, and she, you know, she says, you know, what if I say no? And well, then you'd be breaking your vows. And, and he had already said to her, and a, a lot of the reason why I love this scene is because of what was set up earlier in the episode, because he had said to her earlier, I don't think you fully understand what it would be like to be married to me. Mm-hmm. And, no, you're right. and now here he is saying, you'd be breaking your vows if you don't obey me, which, you know, definitely, what does she say? She says, I'm feeling many things right now oh yeah right <laughs> so <laughs> over them it's a great line i love that line i'm feeling many things um but he's she's eventually agrees yeah fine i'll do it um but what, what kind of cake are we talking about here carrot cake uh going to obvious angel food cake um and he says just trust yourself you'll know trust yourself i do so this this quest that he's sending her on i i don't feel like it's because he needs her to do this. I felt at this point anyway, like he was sending her on this quest because she needed it. She needed to be reminded to trust herself more than an AI. She needed to be reminded of his, of how much, how important she is to him um, and how important he is to her. Um, But anyway, when she gets back to, you know, reality or not reality, I shouldn't say reality. If this this may be reality for all we know, but when she gets back to the hospital, she's like breaking my vow. Wow. Oh, yeah, she's, she's pissed. She's indignant. And, and that's really sets up 
where she goes with the king cake later and and, and the list and, and all this other stuff so anyway i i love the scene because it's a it's about someone who has kind of lost sight of their faith and the object of her faith trying to bring her back in so anyway that, that was my favorite scene so that was my second favorite scene Whoa. i've seen it and for a while it was but you did almost guess me right had you guessed oh no it was it was I mean, that it was the pope scene where he talks about jesus and kind of so talking about the, <laughs> yeah. the 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 tape clara but we kind of get the reveal of oh wait there's more than one woman <laughs> yes and, yeah so that that was certainly um that was certainly my favorite scene first of all i mean i didn't care for the pope at first i didn't realize he was going to be an actual character but i was like oh this pope guy <laughs> right he's ah, I, I like this and then <laughs> when when he can tell that uh wiley's jealous um yeah and they start talking about jesus right yeah. oh, there's there's no way simone could be with him and doing sexual things with jesus he wouldn't do that and the pope goes oh the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pope <laughs> It's just so funny, too. Just from the like the aspect of the, you know, it, if the Pope was going, oh, yeah, Jesus, real dog he is. <laughs> <laughs> and he, um, what I mean, he taught, we learn, you know, he, the Pope's sad story of becoming a Pope just to get closer with Jesus, just to be kind of told to wait. Yeah. And then he was with the girl, Clara. So, oh. and <laughs> there's a tape. That Ziegler has, and he knocks up the father or father Ziegler, and whatever. That, that's the end of that scene for that time being. But yeah, ah, that was. But, but what about the the fact that he got kind of brushed aside by Jesus, so he turned to Mrs. Davis? Oh, yeah. that whole part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, who he calls Madonna? He turned yes. to Madonna, who mm -hmm. like which literally means the mother of God. <laughs> which so, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which there's more actually the 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 statue the person playing the statue mm -hmm. that she was playing that's that, that scene is called the Pieta which is a, it's a very famous sculpture of Mary the mother of God holding Jesus' body after he's dead um, and so that's what that statue was was supposed to be and I, I don't think it's coincidental that she uses the mother of God someone playing the mother of God as her proxy for mrs davis in this episode so yeah. very 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 observant but yeah the fact that the pope yeah. has turned to mrs davis as well absolutely absolutely and i think this scene is set up really nicely too by a prior scene when the pope says he's in pain i know pain when i see it and you're in pain um and now we we see wiley's pain in this scene and we see that the pope was right uh, that there's a lot of pain there and i I, I just have a lot of questions still now as to what's real and what's not. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Is, is any of this fake? The issue, though, is this idea of fakeness. It was, I guess it was all introduced from the first two episodes because the AI tricked the Covenant to destroy their jam with, like, this shaved ice. Yep. And Wiley in, it tricked... 
Simone with the Germans. So it's I don't know. I I now I'm I'm just constantly paranoid of like oh I know the way Wiley was about the Pope and then sprinkle in some magicians and you're like oh man this is yeah <laughs> we're definitely being where's Monty somewhere, but where <laughs> is Monty alive? Oh yeah, I did hear one theory somewhere I can't remember where that Celeste is uh, the either the creator or, or one of the developers of Mrs. Davis. Wow. And Celeste, of course, could be interpreted as celestial, heavenly. Yeah, no, and so, secret workshop. Secret workshop, secret door at the restaurant. I don't know. Maybe Cross there's something low. there. Maybe there's something there. Uh, anyway, it, it, this is a really great episode. There's so much good stuff. I love that scene. Too. I actually love everything with Wiley and the Pope. I thought yeah. it was really hysterical and also really poignant at points. Like I, I can't think of a... Like, I can't think of a scene I didn't like, like all the JQ stuff. When they, yeah. Even when they do start doing the rating, I mean, it's like it's actiony, but it's like it's kind of calm. Like it's it's good. I enjoyed it. The bakery yeah. stuff. The I don't know. So I'm head over heels for this episode. I think it's by far the best. Um, yeah. We'll see. And listen, if it's more of this, oh, let the good times roll. Let the good. <laughs> well, times you roll. saw. Did you see the next time? I did see the next time. Okay, well, we'll talk about that later. But anyway, all right, let's uh, let's enter the recap here. Seven years ago, Jay and Lizzie are in the restaurant making out, but not doing it. She proposes marriage, which is interesting because in episode two, he said that he proposed marriage, but she proposed marriage. He accepts. So it was completely reverse of what he had said in episode two. Anyway, Lizzie goes to remember these details, Mr. Sal. I watched episodes twice. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I I did watch this one twice as well. But uh, Lizzie goes to the convent and asks the mother superior in a very roundabout way. Can you please, until it's very direct, you marry me to Jesus Christ. (laughs) So she's like, I work at the store. We stock your jam. I tried your jam. It's really good. Can you marry me to Jesus Christ? (laughs) it's, It's really a long way around to get right to a very sharp point. Um, and when Mother Superior asks what she believes, not about her religion, but what does she believe? She says, I believe that I love Jesus more than I've ever loved anything or anyone in my entire life, which is crazy. And the Mother Superior invites her to stay the weekend and join them for their badminton tournament. And then we get this montage that I errantly guessed is your favorite scene. Uh, when I had the favorite scene in hand, you and gave it. it up. Anyway, um, this is montage. Uh, Simone's early days at the convent, talking to Jay. She says, "And Jay, this is where Jay tells her you don't have to go through with this, and I will love you just the same." Which is, I mean, such a theme of Christianity that Jesus is the God of love. Uh, that I will love you no matter who you are, and it's all over the Bible. You know, Jesus is the God of the tax collectors and the prostitutes and the sinners and uh, the um, prodigal sons. Like this is who Jesus is. I will love you all the same, even if you're not devoted to me. In fact, if you come, if you come to me when you're not devoted to me, I will, I will hold such a special place in my heart for you um, that I will, you know, kill the fatted calf and whatever else. So anyway, and then the vows that someone is practicing says, and I unworthy though I am. So, she here's this worthiness concept 
creeping back in. But part of it is dedicate myself as your eternal servant. So that is part You'd of love to hear that in your servant. You love to hear that in the yeah. vows. Yep. So now we get the vow <laughs> ceremony, and there's the poverty, chastity, chastity, and the hesitation on obedience. But there's lots of joy from all parties. There's exuberance in the restaurant. And Simone says, promise me nothing will ever come between us. He says, what could come between us? And then we get this very foreboding shot of the door. <laughs> and what has come between them right now is Mrs. Davis. So that's so I, I'm really my radar is up now. Is Mrs. Davis behind the door? So anyway. Mm -hmm. Simone goes to see Matilda. We're back in present day now. She goes to see Matilda in the hospital. She's followed by a dove, and uh, who uh, that's, like, like I said, the symbol of the Holy Spirit. And she's ousted by the other pantsuits uh, women, and then she follows the dove, who reminds her to pray. And then we get my favorite scene, uh, the prayer, um, where she's given her new task. But back in the hospital, Matilda's allegedly dead, according to a guy making her bed and he definitely wouldn't mess with any women who might have been there. <laughs> There's a call on the concealed footwear communicator, the CFC it's in Wiley's boot and she answers. And this is by the way, the first of two uh, things hidden in boots. In the oh episode. yeah. Cause you're right. Yeah. yeah Cause on the second <laughs> the sneakers. Yeah. So it's, it's JQ, not Jason Bourne. And she tells him that Wiley was abducted. Well, that's ridiculous. Mrs. Davis doesn't do kidnappings. Oh, but wait a minute. Wasn't she kidnapped? So based on that, she discovers that they were working with the Germans. And he admits it. Yes. But they're still anti-Mrs. Davis. <laughs> so JQ locates Wiley's kidnapper's ambulance. Uh, and this is uh, Simone cuts the call short. Wiley now wakes up and lays out his proposal for what Hans Ziegler is up to. It is very funny. I, I love this. When he's like, you know, obviously these are, this is the fakest prison oh, I've yeah. ever seen. <laughs> like, oh, Wiley throughout. Like, eventually he starts doing like the captcha thing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Why don't you manjia instead of manja? I love it. Oh, my God. It's so good. Um, Hans Ziegler is the priest's name. <laughs> couldn't be more stereotypically German. Yeah. But uh, Hans claims that they're in the Vatican and he's going to find the grail and he's seen Wiley's shoes on, quote, the tape. From the cell across the hall, an enigmatic fellow prisoner assume, uh, assesses Wiley's pain and he reveals himself as Pope Leo XI, who has been imprisoned and replaced with a double because he used the Madonna, the Italian Mrs. Davis. Miley's not buying any of this. <laughs> now, Simone is disappointed to find that the bakery she needs burned down. Or did it? Because next door is the one all, the, the, with almost the same name. Uh, now, I was a little That's... confused by this. Like, what, What's the point of having this bakery right next door burned down. So I don't, I, I thought it was just for comedic effect, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's entertaining enough, but like you've, you've got these two bakeries with almost the same name, which maybe, you know, now that we've gotten to know Maria, it wouldn't be surprised if she burns down the yeah. rival bakery, but, but 
I don't know. Like, I feel like there's some sort of significance to this because Jesus was always also very specific. It has to be this specific bakery. So I, I'm not, I mean, I'm sure from his perspective, it needed to be this specific bakery because he needed to put someone in contact with Maria. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why. I don't know why the, the bakery right next door that burned down. But anyway, that is one, one point of confusion. There are, I mean, there are lots of points of confusion, but that's one that I have here. And I don't think that we're going to get an answer on that, but I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Go ahead. No, no, I, I don't think okay. I'll stat on it. Okay. So anyway, um, next door uh, is uh, the bakery with almost the same name, and she orders the king cake. The king cake is a real thing, by the way, uh, that some cultures eat on the Feast of the Epiphany, which is the Feast of the Three Kings. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the story of the three wise men or the three kings. I'm familiar with that. Bring okay. some gifts. Yes, exactly right. So on the Feast of the Epiphany, which is the Feast of the Three Kings, um, visiting Jesus, uh, many cultures eat this king cake in which a plastic baby is placed as a symbol of the baby Jesus. And whoever gets that slice that has the plastic baby is chosen as king for a day, similar to Excalibur battle. Hmm. It's <laughs> a lot the, easier. It's got to eat some cake. Much easier. Eat some cake. Exactly. Um, much less control over it, though, too. Much more left to chance with this. Mm, for the untrained. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like. So, <laughs> so when Maria, who probably burned the other bakery down, like I said, finds out that it's for the Pope, she smashes the cake with a hammer. <laughs> A giant mallet, actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, and she, you know what, though? She's a baker. She has to bake Simona cake. She'll do it. She'll bake her a new one uh, for a million euros, which she, I assume, thinks is too far out of reach. That'll never That's happen. what I thought, too. Right. <laughs> now, the Pope, back in the cells, uh, thinks that Wiley is there to rescue him. He's, after all, wearing the shoes. But his crew... Wiley's crew would obviously not be so stupid as to fall for this trap, except that as he says this, they are airlifting to uh, uh, the the wrong Vatican property, which I think is in France, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, while they're on the plane, Simone calls to ask for 1 million euros, but you know what? They don't have the cash flow right now because all their cash flows through Wiley he did not relinquish his inheritance. No, see, I told you that's how that works. You start with a little bit, then suddenly it's like, oh, well, and I'm saving 80 something grand for the cabin. I mean, <laughs> I might as well fly there first class. Let's figure Ah, <laughs> oh, but I'll just get a private. And yeah, he just. He took all the money out. That's how it's a slippery slope type yes, of thing. It, yes, it is. So. So. But he's using it. To liberate mankind. So is, did he not give it to charity? Is this kind of charity, maybe? Anyway, we we get next one of, I, I think, maybe the funniest, the funniest stuff in the series so far. I, I, th- I know this was pretty funny. Though. Oh, my God. I was rolling. So, so JQ opens the door and is just hanging out of the plane and his face is flapping in the wind. It's hysterical, but then he's he zips up and he says, "Might me now." Do you know what that means? Like um, Vegemite. Vegemite. That's yeah. right. It's a distinctly Australian thing, and it's uh, not very good. No, 
I mean, as things about it. Yeah, as people like from America, I I've tried Vegemite. <laughs> so have I. It is, oh I yeah, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I was told you. So I was bad. trying to. I was trying to amp it up for you. You were. <laughs> I was trying to get you to really slap it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross. So, um, but he says, "Might me," and he takes the spoonful. And then, did you see the way he jumps out of the plane? Well, no. What's the first? He way he jumps, jumps in with like a, like a. I, the only thing I could think of was like Double Dragon, which is an old, old video game. Like that's the jump kick. Like he jumps as though he's kicking somebody out of the plane. <laughs> It's hysterical. Oh my god. Chris Diamantopoulos is, has been comedic genius in the series so far. Yeah. Yeah, and, no. It's, he's very funny. Yeah. All right. So Simone, via a human Pieta statue, asks Mrs. Davis for the money. Now, this was really interesting to me because Simone has someone that two weeks ago she would have gone to with this problem. And she doesn't go to him now. She goes to Mrs. Davis instead. Mm, I hear two, yeah, two weeks ago, true. she would have gone to Jesus with this problem and asked him for help. She's not doing this now. Now she's well, in so we actually your your point still stands because the first person she goes to is JQ. Well, she thinks that's easy, but right? You're that's... right. Well, you're right, but doesn't go to Jesus first. No, she doesn't. <laughs> so that, I think that gives you credence. What JQ does tell her, though, if you remember, is ask Mrs. Davis. That'll that'll strengthen your bond with Mrs. Davis because you know, yeah, it, no, nothing builds trust terms. like being in someone's debt. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you, you could argue that she's asking Mrs. Davis because JQ said to, and she kind of agrees with that uh, methodology. So. I wouldn't say it's like a, a sign that she's like lost her fate in any way or like that she's starting to favor Mrs. Davis more than Jay mm-hmm. because, of, because of those reasons. But I think you could say that for the fact that she turns to JQ first before Jesus. Yeah. That yeah. that you might be able to, but I don't know if like Jesus has talked to her in the past like, come on. yeah. I don't think she's doing this to build a rapport with Mrs. Davis. Okay. Well, that's I, think, I, think, I think she's doing this to get the money. And I think two weeks ago, she would have. But they just showed us in the last episode that please save him. Please save him. Like, she immediately prayed. Um, she's not doing that right now. She, she's she's going. She's turning to Mrs. Davis, much like the Pope did. True. Yeah. Anyway. All right. This is just something that I thought about at this point. But anyway, the, the Pieta uh, statue, uh, a proxy, says if it will make her happy, she is, after all, responsible for Simone's father's death. And then she goes into 1042, redirecting Sandy Springs. <laughs> now, I, I don't know what Sandy Springs means. I don't know what 1042 means or redirect, but I have some theory, not theory, some, some research that I did on the number 1042. Okay. All right. So the first thing I thought of was this sounds like an error code. That's what I thought too. Yeah. So there are there are two error codes that I found that you'll be much better at interpreting than me. So, okay, yeah, shoot. Because I tried looking up, like, mm-hmm. I'll do it right now. I looked up 1042 error code. Yeah. But then I just got, like, oh, wait. Never mind. This is completely different than what I must have done something different. Okay. <laughs> managed enclosure not present. Right. So IBM. that's the IBM error code, which I pulled that one off of IBM.com. 
And, and the explanation for that was this error occurs when an expansion enclosure is not visible from a configuration node or node caster. I so, have no idea so in nodes, so you can, obviously I don't know what it is in this IBM instance, but like you can set it so that way a node can only see certain things. Okay. So like one thing can't see your entire system. So what, what it sounds to me just from reading this is that there is a node so whether that's something Mr. Davies has, but there's there's an element that's trying to reach something, which I guess is an expansion enclosure. Mm-hmm. So, hmm, okay, I, I I might have to look into this more, but it can't <laughs> for whatever reason. It's just not present, like whatever this enclosure is. So it's probably so like an expansion Simone slot. Trying Some more to reach Mrs. Davis and she can't. Or more of Mrs. Davis is trying in Mrs. Davis' circuitry. Look, there's a bunch yeah. of nodes. One aspect's trying to reach something, and then it's not there, or it can't reach it. It's not present hmm. for it to be able to reach it. Whether it's actually, I don't know if the 1042 means it, like it's actively not there, or could if be, it's just, it could not reach it, and so it says that not Could present. it be hitting a firewall or something, maybe? Maybe. I, I, don't, I don't think that's the Maybe by a, a security company put up a firewall? <laughs> Celeste? <laughs> Maybe we'll, uh, so let's say there instance. I'll, I'll look at this more because I see there's one for it. All right, so there's, there's another one that I found, and this one I thought, oh, wow, there, there might be something here. Uh, but oh. it was it was the first thing that came up, and it was from Comparatech.com, and it is an Amazon video error, okay? Amazon video error 1042, HTTP proxy not supported. Yeah, okay. So And she's getting this from a proxy. So it's an error that occurs when users of Amazon Prime Video try to watch content on the streaming service. The error occurs because the user's device is unable to access the online video through a proxy or VPN connection. Yeah, he actually blocks. So, a, lot, a lot of streaming providers block proxies okay. nowadays. Well, this Peacock is is a streaming provider. I don't mm-hmm. know if there's a Peacock error 1042 or not, but um, if it's blocking a proxy, you know, yeah. this is Simone talking to a proxy. The issue with that error code... Yeah, I guess because uh, that that's so the one the first one that we talked about at least for me looking it up these are all like self company error codes it's yeah. like a four or four like four or four is just one that's used with like web pages yeah. yeah that's four or four not found right there's other right. like codes for that looking because I just googled it too the ten forty two is an IBM documentation yeah yeah and that's an Amazon documentation so like, ah would they would they be like using well, my question is, Is does Peacock use this 1042? Oh, well, actually, well I, I will say this. Most of the internet, not everything, runs yeah. on AWS servers, which is Amazon's web uh, hosting right. service. So maybe, but even that error code, I don't know. Well, we can give it a try. We could try and cause it if it's the same way. I mean, just go into Peacock with a VPN. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so those are those are eh, maybe things. The error. Those are definitely. I. It definitely seems like an error code. That's for sure. Like, it's definitely. Well, okay. But I think I, it's definitely. An but error code. I know Damon Lindelof too well the, to to think this is just an error code. So. Uh, I well, also, no. I th- I think it's significant. Yeah. I th- I think um, I think we could figure it out. If I don't know if we have enough information yet, maybe we do. But like. It's well, an error code, and this is meant to help us try. Because he's it's been said twice now, yeah, uh, three times, right? Three. Uh, it was the third time. Didn't Tina say it in episode two? 
Yeah. And then the mum proxy in episode three, and then the Pieta oh, Madonna proxy yeah. in episode okay. four. So I think it's been said three, four, three times now. Mm. Um, yeah, there is a 1042 police code, which means end duty, whether the, the police officer is done for the day or the police officer is killed on the line of duty. Um, that's a 1042. Uh, I don't think that's anything either. Um, I came across something called angel numbers. This is really weird. I went to some weird places today. So angel numbers in numerology, which is like the study of attributing meaning to numbers. Okay. In numerology, angel numbers are repeating numbers and sequence uh, number sequences often used as a guide for deeper spiritual exploration. These sequences sequences can range from, and this is where it kind of breaks down, 000 to 999, and each has its own distinct meaning and energy. That's from an article in USA Today, actually. So, um, and they, they went through and said what 000 means, what 111 means, 222, 333, and so forth. But if you dig a little deeper into angel numbers and go to some really wacky places, like sunsigns.org, where we're all star children, uh, the number, uh, meaning 1042, signifies that you should take up your responsibilities and work. Success is around the corner. So that's something, maybe. Mm, um, if we go over to uh, the, um, the secret of the tarot.com, uh, where you could reach the ascended masters. Uh, <laughs> the divine realm is always thinking about you. The universe wants you to live your life to the fullest. That's why you keep seeing angel number 1042. It announces the presence of your divine guides. This number alerts you that you have the best support and backing in the entire universe. But I know, so all that stuff, I mean, that, some of that's pretty on the nose, right? <laughs> so kind of, yeah. Yeah. Success is just around the corner. Your divine guides are leading you like, it, which I mean, if that this is a trip attributing divination or dividend divinity to um, Mrs. Davis, well, that's what we've been talking about, but I know Damon Lindelof too well. And I was like, 1042 sounds like a Bible verse. Wait, 1043. <laughs> 1042. Oh, you're right. 1042. Yeah. 1042 sounds like a Bible verse. I know that Matt Jameson in The Leftovers was obsessed with the book of Job, but you know what? There's no 1042 in Job. So I was like, all right, well, let's let's just look at the four gospels and see if any of those make any sense. So I looked oh my up goodness. Matthew, <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I, I'm not even going to read Mark and John because they, they really aren't anything that's going to mean anything to it in this context but i'll read you matthew okay uh matthew 10 42 well 10 40 says whoever receives whoever receives you receives me and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me 41 whoever receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward and whoever receives a righteous man because he is righteous will receive a righteous man's reward now, 1042 says, and whoever gives only a cup of cold water to one of these little ones to drink because he is a disciple, amen, I say to you, amen, I say to you uh, he will surely not lose his reward. So 1042 is saying, if you give a cup of cold water to any of my people, you will be rewarded. And what happens in the very next instant, everybody starts giving Simone money. I think that's the most likely outcome. I think so too. <laughs> I think so too. I will also read you Luke because there, there might be a, something there as well. But Luke ten forty two says, um, 
As they continued their journey, he entered, he meaning Jesus, entered a village where a woman who was named Martha uh, welcomed him. 39, she had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet, listening to him speak. 40, Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. And the Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. And this is 1042. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part and it will not be taken from her. So you got these two sisters, Martha and Mary. Martha is like fussing about getting dinner ready. Mary's not helping her, but rather just like sitting at Jesus' feet and listening to him. And 1042 says, Mary has chosen the better part. So you're, you're fussing, you're, you're, you're worrying too much. You're, you're running around, uh, trying to do, to, uh, be all things to all people. But really the important thing is to be with me. So anyway, I, I still think the, the, the Matthew one is the best one. The the thing with Matthew one though, is is that if, if if the proxy had just said it for the scene prior to like the whole million dollar euro thing, yeah, I think it's spot on, perfect. But the fact we hear it leading up to it, like episodes beforehand, right, the piano and the train, yeah, I, I don't know, I, I wonder if you picked an error code randomly. There you go. <laughs> I don't think so. No, but, I just did the same error code over. Yeah, over so that's again. that's why I kind of like the the last one I read, the Luke ten forty two, which is, says you know, at, the the best thing to do is be with me and listen to me and trust me. And so to me, that's that's Jesus kind of interrupting Mrs. Davis's messages. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the I am warrior thing was in episode three, but. <laughs> And I still don't know anything about Sandy Springs, although there is a, a Sandy Springs, Georgia. That's the one that kept coming up when I searched for Sandy Springs. Hmm. Anyway, only time will tell, Mister Sal. This, I guess this is quality A research, though. Yeah, oh, thank you. So anyway, okay, uh, all right. Simone acquires forty-one bags of cash from random people, and Wiley asks the Pope. Oh, well, this is your favorite scene: Wiley and the Pope talking about Jesus. So we'll skip ahead. To, is it, uh, is it the part where they talk about Jesus, though? I don't think yep. so as much. Is that? I thought yeah. this was when, like, the father, the cardinals come, and then the pope tries to get him to, like, escape. I, I think maybe that already happened, or it happens right at the beginning of the scene. Oh, you're right. We just... Yeah. Wait, what? How did we I didn't mention the cardinals. It happened oh, you're right. Back, oh, yeah. you're right. I'm, like, so far behind. Yeah, no, you're right. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's move on to the next scene. Maria tells Simone that she hates the Pope because she wanted to be the Pope, but couldn't be. This is a good I like this. I love this. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll expose myself a little bit here. Um, I was Catholic all my life, and one of the main reasons why I left the Catholic Church is because of this. Um. I think it's ridiculous that women can't be priests, that women can't be Pope, that women can't be anything uh, higher than a nun. Um, I, I knew a nun that I thought was a better priest than any priest I had ever met, and she couldn't be a priest. And I thought, this is ridiculous. So anyway, 
Um, this is a big sticking point with me. I, I, I hated going to church and every week hearing about the shortage of priests. I was like, well, half the population, you're cutting right out. And, and it drove me crazy anyway. <sighs> All right, I've ranted. Well, what so, half are we cutting out? The, the female half. <laughs> well, they can't be priests, Mr. Sal. Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> and Maria doesn't like this any more than I did. But No, um, Maria really doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah. So every day this week, women have been coming to try and tr- to her trying to get a cake from the Pope for the Pope. <laughs> uh, and she says, so you're the Pope's errand girl. And Simone says, I am not the Pope's errand girl. And this is where the court is really struck. Well, then whose errand girl are you? No, I think it's funny. Is it every girl before her admitted that trying to get the cake for the Pope? Right. So you just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, right, right. That's it. That's all it took. I'm surprised she even got as far as she did into buying this cake before Maria asked her who's it for. She slipped it in there. She knows she knows how to figure it out. <laughs> these errand girls out. Yeah. Well, Simone is distraught at the number of names on the list. How many names are on this list? She's out. And she eats the cake. Mm-hmm. JQ, JQ and the crew take out the guards at this French <laughs> uh, Vatican village, whatever this is. Wiley uses his lasso skills to get Father uh, Hans's keys. He doesn't want to escape, though, because his expiration date is in eight days. And the Pope convinces him, too. He says, the truth is out there, and the truth will set you free. Wiley and JQ well, work. I, I, Go ahead. There's one thing here that kind of annoys me. Okay. Which is, I'll come with me, the truth will set you free. And they hear his, his Hans like stoic. Oh, yeah. And then he starts to get up. I'm like, oh, listen, I'm not like a cruel person by any <laughs> means, but like, just chuck him, him in the again. cell. Yeah. yeah. No, I wouldn't even knock him out. Right, <laughs> Mr. Sal. Mr. Sal. You're, you're, you're like, just beat him again. <laughs> we did it once. We'll do it again. <laughs> I was just going to throw him in the cell and lock it. Great idea. I like your idea better. (laughs) Very violent. Listen, it's better than you going, we'll just kill him. (laughs) (laughs) So so thanks also that. Yeah, thanks also that. too far. But yeah. yeah. But anyway, I'm just worried they didn't deal with him. They just went, ah, we got to get going. That's a great point. Great point. Uh, That's why I gave this episode a nine, just because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm kidding, I'm because kidding. they didn't punch him again like you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Wiley and JQ work on different trap doors. JQ falls on a pile of British Knight sneakers, and Wiley comes out at uh, some papal press conference through a fountain. And the fake Pope is arrested, and, uh, you know, Hans, Father Hans, sneaks away. Wiley is just shocked. This was all real. I'm sorry. (laughs) Simone chowing down on that king cake chokes and is suddenly transported to the restaurant where she coughs out all the paper that Jay has given her. And she berates him. She's willing to accept that he has other relationships, but she is his wife, not his GD errand girl. And that upsets the door. Mm -hmm. And she says, what does she say? Deal with it. Get over it, something like that. Yeah, along those lines. Yeah. Anyway, Simone wakes up in the Vatican hospital, and Wiley's there. And he confesses about the Germans. He was in pain, and he wanted to be around her, and she forgives him. Although that was uh, not not the best thing to do. The Pope visits, 
and sees that she choked down the baby figure. And she tells him it was a peace offering from Jay, from Jesus. So uh, that, I, I don't know. I guess that's why Jay wanted the Pope to have this cake as a peace offering. I don't know. It's 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 kind of well. So I don't know. Like, I don't know how far JC's in like advance, if at all. Like, well, here's I think what he what he could know. He could mm-hmm. know that the Pope has turned away from him and toward Mrs. Davis. That's true. Yeah, and, and this and is like this is a sign. Look, mm-hmm. I am listening. I, I'm strengthening his resolve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I'm not as loud as her, but I'm yeah, here exactly. Not as loud as JQ. Why do you yell? Why do you yell all the time so that people will effing listen? Okay. Anyway, they show her the tape, and it's the opening scene. Shockingly, I was like, "What? How is this tape of the opening scene?" But it's in commercial form. It's commercial from British Knights. And then Clara addresses Father Hans with the Grail and Schrodinger's cat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The white cat. Yeah. In the background. Yeah. I think. This, I think this is ridiculous. <laughs> but there's, uh, what, there's an ad. So the first scene I saw of the series was an ad. The, I, the, I. I know. That's. I'm. I am very confused by this. This is a product placement ad there. But I, I, Schrodinger stuff. I, I honestly, I forgot about Schrodinger until. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw the cat. I didn't connect it to Schrodinger's cap. And then the next one, I went ah. Uh. <laughs> There's going to be plenty of Schrodinger coming up, apparently. Yeah. But and honestly, this last scene it might be the reason why I gave this a nine instead of a ten because I was like, I, I my sentiment was exactly Simone's sentiment at the end here. What the right? And she gets cut off. But that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, what is this nonsense now? This that opening scene was a commercial for British Knights, but did it actually happen? Because Clara seems like a real person. Time will tell, Mr. Sal. <sighs> time will tell. And and I mean, by the time this podcast drops, like there won't be much time to wait at all. So, <laughs> in fact, you may have already watched episode five by the time you listen to this podcast. So anyway, all right. Well, I guess uh I guess we'll check the time then. All right, with time oh already checked it earlier, but it's TV time. <laughs> oh, a double dose. Ain't no time like a TV time. So what do you think, Kurt? Beautiful things that come with madness on a scale I, from one to five of people. I, it's five, but now I got to check the IMDb ranking. Is it even five? It better be. It, it I'm is five. five. It's, okay. it's 68% five, which is the highest that it's been. Okay, good. And that is the highest IMDb rating as well as 8.5. Okay, good. So there you have it. makes me happy. Yes, it is. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Me too. All right. And I think your favorite character in this episode was Simone. Yours too, Simone. Yes, you're right. Okay. Oh, and and the and the people said Simone. And they did eighty six percent. There you go. And did you say Simone as well? Oh, I did. Yes. Yeah, okay. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. Glad we're all in agreement. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, all right. So, Kurt, do you know what the, you know the title of the next episode? Yeah. What is the title? I have no idea. A great place to drink to gain control of your drink. <laughs> Wait, you got it. I'm sorry. You got to re-say that. A great place to drink to gain control of your drink. A great place to drink to gain. So if I drink pond water, I own the pond. I don't know. As long as you're not drinking dog water. If I want to own it. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, I mean. All right. 
Thank you, AI. <laughs> okay. Right. Yes. So that's so that's that. Anyway, we are back on a regular schedule now with Mrs. Davis. Uh, now that the first four episodes are done, we're looking forward to covering only one episode at a time. Uh, and episode five will be the first one where we do that. That episode is dropping on Thursday, April 27th. It'll be Monday. That well, that I'm sorry, the Mrs. Davis episode. Oh, is you're right. Yeah, I'm thinking of our podcast. Our yeah. coverage will drop on Monday, May first. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then and then we'll be on a much more regular pace after that. The Mrs. Davis drop on Thursday. We'll drop our coverage of that episode the following Monday, giving you plenty of time to listen to it before the subsequent episode. So, we were a little crunched through these first four episodes, but we should be in good shape now. Exciting times. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> I, I was, right. I'm very excited. We're halfway through the series now, Mr. Sam. That's right. That's right. This way much shorter next halfway through, but yes. This probably is the best way to release a series, though. Pretty I think episodes right. out in bulk. Yep. You got to go through it pretty quick. And now I kind of understand the universe of what's going on here. Yep. Um, I'm good to wait week to week. Look, I'm, I'm excited for Thursday. Me too. Me too. I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I am really into this series. I, I, there are, there are moments where I'm just like, what am I even looking at? But most of those moments, they have kind of reconciled in subsequent episodes. So I mean, this episode we just watched, I I loved it. If it's more of this, I'm so excited for the next four (laughs) episodes. Absolutely. I, there's, there's great potential here. It's great potential. Absolutely. So we'll Absolutely. see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes, though. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that Craig Mazin always says, Craig Mazin, the creator of Chernobyl, which we've covered. Watch the series. Listen to it. Um, and The Last of Us, which we've also covered. Watch that oh. series. Listen to that as well. Um, Craig Mazin always says, mystery good, confusion bad. And I think that so far the yeah. series, which seems like it is confusing, I think really has been more mystery than confusion because they really have addressed most of the confusing things, just not in the same episode. Either they don't address it or I guess just the way they do the edits. Yeah. I feel like if there's something that is, would otherwise be seen as confusing, they almost go by it so quickly that I just, I don't feel confused. I'm just like, Oh, okay. (laughs) If that makes sense. Yeah, it does make some sense. Instead of like staying on the topic, and I really don't know what that is. It's just like a quick, like the ten forty two thing. Like you could just easily just kind of almost ignore it if you really wanted to, or some of the other stuff. Just it's just so quick. I would be shocked if they don't address the ten forty two thing. Oh, they. I think they. I think they will. They've they've called it to our attention three times now. I think they have to address that. Mm -hmm. But folks. It's been such a pleasure talking about this series. We look forward to t- talking about the rest of the series. We appreciate you listening to this to our coverage. Uh, please leave us those five-star ratings and reviews. It's how we get discovered. There's not a lot of Mrs. Davis coverage out there. So if you could give us those reviews and bump us up the charts, we would really appreciate that. Feel free to email us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll get, we'll get your comments on the show if you, if, uh, you so desire. And in the meantime, if you're just hankering for more show hoppers in between Mrs. Davis episodes, we've got lots in the back catalog. Better Call Saul's last season, Black, some Black Mirror episodes sprinkled in there, all of Centaur World, all of Chernobyl, all of Dexter New Blood, all of The Leftovers, almost all of Lost. We'll be back to Lost next week. We'll, we'll go back to the island. Um, 
We've got Only Murders in the Building, everything so far, all of Ozark, first season of Russian Doll, all of the White Lotus so far, all of Watchmen, all of The Last of Us. We've got a lot of a lot of stuff back there that you might want to check out. So we hope that you uh, have enjoyed our coverage. Check out some more of our coverage. In the meantime, remember, we don't move on. We move towards. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.